a lower third. Rob, that's your cue. Rob, we're live. <laughs> I just want to see how long it all waited before you got it. You got really nervous. I, I'd wait for a long time. Rather have longer than life. That's it. Uh, welcome to the Pine and Overturn Show, your beer and nonstop laughs podcast. From brought to you from the four corners, or at least kind of the well, make like two corners and maybe one midpoint of the country. So yeah, so just just the three of us this evening. It's the California boys, uh, Jeremy and Gary, and me, Rob. We are uh, sans Keith again tonight. Um, he he's making this a pattern. He claims he's parenting, but I don't know. Every time every time something uh, falls through or he has to cancel on something, he he uses his children. Mm. Yeah, it's just an excuse. It's embarrassing, really, is what it is. I mean, your your daughter, your daughter Gary had major surgery last year, and she did. and 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 was was on the road to recovery for a long time. And you, of course, were were right by her side every step of the way, nursing her back to health. And I don't think except you on Thursday nights. Yeah, that's right. Put it all aside. I did. I prioritized the show. Let it. Let my. Let his daughter get her get her own damn glass of water. That's right. Yeah. Teacher, so Keith yeah. is. Parenting. Um, so we'll, we're without his services again. And I think what it is, too, is uh, last week's episode, uh, we poked a bit of fun at Keith. And it was probably one of the funniest shows we've ever had. Uh, so I think he's he's getting a little revenge on this. Don't, 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 don't think that the kid stuff is fooling us. We know. Yeah. Yeah, right. Kids, kids stuff. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, we're gonna we're a soldier on, and we'll have a great show no matter what. I can see we're we're talking about Mac Proton spyware tonight. So you know, this one's gonna be right up there with last week uh, <laughs> in terms of hysterical uh, hysterical material. Uh, but we have also, of course, uh, some beer this evening. We decided since we're just a three man show that we were going to do a BYOB. But different than normal BYOBs, our BYOB actually has a theme. It's BYOIPA. So each of us has brought an IPA to the table, and we'll give you our reviews as uh, or our thoughts as we go through the podcast and a review at the end. We also have some feedback and our picks segments for the evening. So before we get to that, gentlemen, have you any opening thoughts? I always come to you for closing thoughts. Do you have any opening thoughts this evening? I'm I'm thinking about opening a beer. Hey. I do have opening thoughts about that, yes. Let's open it. Is what you're saying? <laughs> yeah. Okay. We do have feedback though. Should we yeah, feedback so while we open the beer? Well, while we prepare our beer, uh, we have feedback from season four, episode eleven. So it's just one episode ago. Uh, again, I'm assuming from our boy Aaron. Surprisingly, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm, he I'm says serious. seriously, y'all reading my previous comments almost made me spit take sunflower seeds, shells, 
and all at my computer monitor. To that, I have only to say, Aaron, don't half-ass it. What's this almost crap? You, if you, if you laugh and you want to get give it up for the humor, you spit that nonsense all over your computer. I don't care. Ruin that thing. This is more important. It is. We are way more important than computers. Yeah. Way more important than parenting too. Keith parenting. Allen all right, so let's talk about these beers. Gentlemen, what did you bring? Uh, let's start with Jeremy. Jeremy, what did you bring for this BYO IPA? I've got a seasonal from Sierra Nevada. Um, it's their 2017 Spring Beer Camp Seasonal, a oh. golden IPA. Mm-hmm. Interesting. What, makes, what, it cool? say about what it? makes it golden? No beer style is off limits. Uh, they used wheat malt for a light, dry body. Bold American and experimental hops for intense citrus flavor. So it's a, I guess a, an IPA brewed with wheat. It's the experimental hops that has me concerned, Jeremy. That it's it's almost sounds like you're going to become a, a mutant like an X Men. So if you sprout adamantium claws midway through the show, we'll know that these are probably not the beer you should be drinking. Oh, we can Unless only hope. That kind of thing. We can only hope. Yeah. Uh, Gary, what's your beer? I have a local uh, from Hen House Brewing. This is their Illuminati IPA. Um, it is a beer with uh, 7% alcohol. Sorry, I missed that one. My wife walked in and confused me, which happens all the time. Elves will do that to you. She will. Elves will do that to you. Uh, yeah, Hen House was a Petaluma brewery, and they moved up the road to Santa Rosa because uh, rents are cheaper up there, and they were expanding. And part of their expansion was being able to produce four packs of 16-ounce cans. So I'm I on. know. I have seen that beer before. Yeah, they, they, make, they make some really good yeah. beers. They're my new local favorite. Yeah. The news of last week. So. Oh, we got to talk about that, too. Oh, that. Well, that could. you should have that for your top. I'll paste it. Hang on. Hang on. I'll get there. All right. So uh, while he does that, I, I don't mean to, to uh, nitpick, uh, but our um, – our Twitter handle is at PNR show and uh, Gary, you have at PHR show. That's because my last name is, you know, so. <laughs> I think Gary's a little bit too sober. Yeah. I'm going to go with an oldie, but a goodie, not, not really oldie. I think we did this in the last, within the last year or so. And my last shipment, I think um, from the Carbach brewing company, the Hopadillo IPA. So I, I went two ways. There was one of two ways I could go. I could go with an IPA I had no idea about and uh, give Gary and Jeremy the uh, scathing review that so, they so desperately love on this show because though mm-hmm. that means it's basically, an, in their minds, it's an endorsement. Yeah. Or I could go with a beer that I actually really like, and I do like Hopadilla IPA, one of the few IPAs that I wholeheartedly endorse. So I thought I would enjoy myself this evening and go with that. I I I understand your decision process. I, I'm not sure I agree with it, but I understand it. There's better ratings through suffering, I guess, is is what they. they that's like. that's the plan. But, and, but, and, uh, there's, just, I, there's always a there's always a chance that you'll discover a new IPA. There is but, there is. It's kind of like hidden treasure. Um, so. I'm going to be drinking right out of the can tonight. No, no frosty mugs for me. I'm uh, canning it. All right, you gentlemen, are you ready? I know you've been waiting all day for this. I've been waiting all week. EYO IPA, Prost. 
So we, we picked IPAs because um, I, I lied in the chat room and said today was IPA day just to see what Rob's reaction was be. And it, and it was, it was muted. Rob it didn't was. really have a reaction. Because I knew it, was, it wasn't. It was really lying. disappointing. It was really lying. disappointing lying to me. Unlike this beer, Rob's reaction was very disappointing. Mm. My beer is, as I remembered it, fantastic. It is, it's got the hops working for it, and it's got the citrusy hops going, um, but it does not overpower, and it has a nice kind of uh, um, smooth finish in the middle. and doesn't linger, which is something else I can't stand about IPAs. So, I mean, this is... This is actually, I'll, I'll go a step further than I did before. This is an IPA actually, I could actually drink regularly. Wow, that's saying yeah. a lot. Yeah, like if I saw this, if we were at a party and had a cooler of beer there, and I saw this in there, I would grab this for sure. So I really enjoy it. Awesome. So IPA should be in my book. That's how IPAs are, yep. No, they're not, unfortunately. <laughs> that's the problem. <laughs> All right, so let's get some some, uh, some early thoughts about these two brews, which are new to the show. Uh, Jeremy, how about yours? Your some your beer camp one. It's it's a really solid beer so far. I'm I'm really enjoying it. It's Sierra Nevada really does beer well. I think they they understand what they're doing, and they've been doing it long enough that they can, you know, when they when they try something different, they usually get it right. Um, we did the beer camp pack on the show earlier this year. I think it was this season. Maybe it was last season. And they, most of those were pretty solid beers. I think all of, all of us, I think enjoyed that, that, uh, variety pack. So, so far I'm enjoying it. It's a 6.5% of happiness. There you go. Sounds, uh, yeah. Sierra Nevada, I agree. Generally, a very good, very solid, uh, can't-go-wrong brewery, so um, I'll have to look for that. That sounds good. I'm going to definitely try to find that. Uh, Is it a six-pack or 12-pack? It's a six-pack. Oh, okay. All right, how about the Hen House, Gary? Um, Hen House is a good brewery. I mean, they don't have the history that Sierra Nevada has by any stretch, but um, for a local brewery that's coming up, they're doing really well. Um, and this is a really good IPA. They have a few different IPA styles say, that they've started. They started doing more like the Saison farmhouse kind of as their specialty, but um, as market demands, they're brewing IPAs. And then I've had a few of their different IPAs, and uh, this might be my favorite of their IPAs that I've had. I usually see, when I see their beers, it usually is the Saison. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that's what they started with was uh, that kind of that style. Um, they might have had a couple of other. I think they had an oyster stout, maybe. Can't remember. Um, but yeah, I, it's it's good. It's light. It's crisp. It's got a clean flavor. It's got nice hop finish. Um, a good, not overpowering hop profile. So I am enjoying this beer, uh, and I'm sad that there's only one more can left in my fridge. <laughs> All right. Um... So we're going to get uh, some more thoughts on these three beers as we go through our episode this evening. But for now, let's talk about some topics, some some hot topics, as the ladies of The View would say. Um, I'm actually going to claim jump on the topics that uh, 
the, the topic order that Jeremy has. And I think we actually should do some beer news first. Um, we have beer news, beer news coming, uh, breaking, uh, the, what was it last week? Yeah. Last week, we could go today. Uh, we have news that Dutch brewing giant, giant Heineken has gone all in as it were, and gotten full ownership of the California beer maker Lagunitas. Now they had 50% of Lagunitas two years ago, which we actually talked about on the show when they bought a half share. But now they've gone for the whole hog, and they've got it all. Um, they've they've now moved into France. They've moved into France, Mexico, Italy, and Spain with their previous investments: uh, Britain, Canada, and Japan. Um, they're going to accelerate. The, Heineken says they will quote accelerate the export of Lagunitas to many more markets in the world. Now, let's get the gentlemen's because because Lagunitas is near and dear to both of their hearts. Um, let's let's hear it, guys. Let let them have it. I used to really like their beer. <laughs> well, is there any sign that this is going to change? It doesn't. They matter. haven't changed any of their beers. It doesn't matter. It's they were. There's so much great craft beer out there that I, if I'm going to spend money on premium beer, it's not going to be to make Heineken bigger. I I just you know. On on principle, I will choose other beers because wow. I'd rather support them. So a good beer is a good beer is a good beer. It does not matter to you. Well, it, it's not that it doesn't matter. It's that there are there are plenty of beers that are as good as the beers that are easy to find from Lagunitas, and I'd prefer to spend my money on those beers rather than on a beer that's owned by a giant company that makes some of the worst beer on the planet. Wow. Okay. But it's just, I mean, it. we have I mean, the choice. We have the choice of what, you know, what beers, what beers do you want? What beers do you want, want to drink and what companies do you want to support? But for, I mean, from everything, uh, from everything I've heard them say, and we talked, again, we talked about this two years ago when they did 50% share. They pretty much have said that they're, they're going to stay hands off, that they're, they want Lagunitas to continue to do the beer that, that, that we've come to, to appreciate, or at least you guys have come to appreciate. Um, and they just want to expand it to other countries. So if they're bringing more beers to other places so that they can experience the beers that you enjoy there in California, what's the, what's the problem? What's the harm in that? No, that's good for, that's good for those places that can't get Lagunitas. But I think any time a craft brewer like this is bought up by a huge company, it puts a lot of pressure on other craft brewers, other small brewers. And I would, I would prefer to support the smaller brewers because uh, let's face it right now, Lagunitas doesn't need my 10 bucks for a six pack at, at this point there. It won't make any difference, but it won't make a difference to Lagunitas, but maybe my support will make a difference to a smaller brewer that, doesn't have the crazy resources behind it that Lagunitas does now. The beer may not change. It may, you know, they may, it may stay the same. They may, they may expand some of their seasonal stuff, so, and that's great for them and great for other people. But I'll, I'll put my money toward the smaller brewers. So okay, so if tomorrow, Heineken or let's say InBev buys the Russian River Brewing Company, oh, God. are you telling me here and now 
that you will never drink Pliny the Elder again. I will drink Pliny the Elder up to the purchase date of... And then you're done with it. You'll never drink it again. It. Your yeah. all-time favorite beer, you won't drink it again because it's owned now by a major brewing company. I am that stubborn. Wow. That is pretty stubborn. <laughs> I'm not right, stubborn. Jerry, what do you not, say about that? I'm, I'm not as stubborn as Jeremy. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm really torn because, I mean, Lagunitas is literally my hometown brewer. I mean, that mm-hmm. they've been our, an institution in this community for a long time. So... It's it's hard to, to know what to do. I, I, I haven't bought their big production beers for a long time. Um, you know, the IPA, little something, the Pilsner, those things. You can get those anywhere, and Jeremy's right. There are a lot of beers from a lot of brewers that are as good or better than their standard production beers. Um, where I'm having a hard time is they make some really good limited production seasonal beers, like their High Westified, their Early Stout, or the Waldos, or the Lucky 13 that are, you know, more limited. And, you know, I like to pick up at least a six-pack of those or a, bottle, a couple bottles when they're around for the short time every year that they are. And that's that's where I'm, I'm going to feel it. It's going to be harder. I think if, if they use their money for their good, well, not their good, but for, for good in general, and they're expanding and they're bringing good beers to places that need them, I, I'm okay with that. Um, if they start using that money and that influence to edge out smaller craft beers, uh, I'm not okay with that. I, I would like to give my money in general and in, in all areas. I try to spend my money with small local businesses just because they need more support than large international conglomerates as a philosophical across the board, whether it's food, clothes, whatever. I try to to use the small local businesses and Lagunitas is no longer a small local business. So I'm more likely to buy Hen House than I am Lagunitas for that reason. It's not to say I'll stop drinking Lagunitas because, um, like I said, they do have some beers that I, I really enjoy, and I'll probably continue to enjoy those beers. But I, I'm not going to be an advocate for logging this necessarily, and I will gravitate toward more independent breweries. See, I I hear what you're saying, and I understand your point. I understand Jeremy's point, but there's a part of me that says, "Look, this is." This is something that they've worked for, that they've strived for, that they've they've put a lot of time and effort and and funds and and all that kind of stuff to make a good beer that a lot of people will buy. And yes, to make some money. So sure. if if that's what's happening, if if Heineken's coming in and saying, "Look, we love what you're doing. We love your beers. We think you're doing great. We want to be part of that, and we want to." pay you for all the effort that you've done. And we want to be able to market those same beers that you enjoy there in California. We want people in every corner of the world to be able to enjoy them as well. I don't necessarily see why that's a problem. I don't see why that, I don't think, I don't, I don't think that, that Lagunitas is selling out. Um, You know, there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with turning a profit. Now, if they were if they were to sell out and say and Heineken or uh, yeah Heineken were to come in and say, okay, look, 
we want you guys to change your formulas. We want your your pilsner yeah, to be brewed this way. We want your IPA to be done this way. And we're still going to market it under the Lagunitas Summer Pilsner title. We're just going to change what, what it really tastes like to make it more cost effective, to make it easier to ship so that we have the products to make those those beers in all different parts of our, our distribution centers. Well, then, then you have, a, I think you have a legitimate argument that you actually, you're diluting the name brand. You're diluting what the company was built on, which was good beer um, sold in the craft brew way. But I don't think that that's the case here. I, uh, my no, and, I, and I'm not saying that they're, that they're evil. Go ahead, Jeremy. Go ahead, Jeremy, we're, listening, we're listening to you. Okay, okay, sorry, everything started cutting out. And I'm not, I'm not saying, oh, Lagunitas is evil and they're terrible and I'll never... I, I hate them. It's, it's probably going to continue to be a good beer. And yes, they were successful. They, they made a ton of money. Good for them. But I, they don't need my support anymore. And there's awesome beers out there that I would rather see continue to be made, so I'll support them. But if this pattern holds, and it will... If this pattern holds, you go to another small craft brewing company that brews great beer, and eventually these large breweries hear about it, if they haven't already, and they go and purchase that. So then you, what, mm. move on to the next small brew and keep going until there aren't any left? Um, no, well, we'll see what happens. I mean, it's one great thing about where I happen to live is there's no, there's no shortage of really amazing small brewers, and you know even stuff that they can't they can't bottle they can't can they just don't have the resources um like uh well albanac is a good example they have a little tap room now and they're making phenomenal beers i would much rather give my money to them even though it's a little more effort to find um yeah i want to see them succeed too i don't think they will ever be purchased by a huge brewery they just they're probably too under the radar for that but um you know I, i'll support the small guys it's wouldn't you There's have said way that? too much good beer. Wouldn't you have said that about yeah. Lagunitas the, until two years ago? And I supported them. But wouldn't you wouldn't well, you have said that they were too small and they were under the radar until like two years ago? No, that they they they've been way above the radar for like ten years okay. in terms of crap. Yeah, they they're they were pretty huge. I, I for me this is not going to change my buying habits significantly because I I already wasn't purchasing a lot of Lagunitas beer and most of what I was purchasing was their more specialty beers. Um, like I said, you know when Waldos comes out next year, yeah, I'll, I'll buy a six pack of Waldos. Um, but I was already not buying IPA and you know all the other stuffs. I was already buying other things because there's so much variety. Like Jeremy said, where we live. We have a huge variety of beer, so I'm always trying new stuff. So this really isn't going to have a huge impact on where I spend my beer money. Mm. Where I will, where where this would have an influence on me is if I was out somewhere, and you know, not local. I was traveling or on vacation or whatever, and they have Lagunitas IPA, which I know is a great IPA, and they have some local brewery that I've never had tried their IPA. I'm going to try the IPA first, um, I, but I probably would have done that anyway. I think that it's, you know, I, when there's situations where it's an either or and everything's equal, I, I will now gravitate more toward local independent. But like I said, that's not, for me, that's not a statement of, oh, login is sold out. That's a statement of what I do anyway for all the stuff that I buy. 
um, I will say that a couple of weeks ago, um, I went to the tap room at Lagunitas and because I wanted to get Waldo's on tap there. Um, and this was before this announcement came out. And it was just so loud and so crowded. And it, it was such a poor experience from what I remember. I kind of already made the decision that, yeah, you know, unless there's someone in from out of town, I don't really need to go to the Lagunitas tap room anymore because uh, it's, it's just not a good experience anymore because it's so crowded and there's so much going on there. I I would rather go two blocks down the street to 101 North where I can have some outstanding beers and sit and have a conversation with friends in a much more casual, laid-back environment. Just because I, I would rather hang out and be with friends and have a conversation and while you need this, the music and everything is so loud, you can't even do that anymore. That was a decision I made prior to this. This news just makes that decision easier to fulfill on and just continually go down to 101. Cool. Okay. Uh, well, we'll, we'll keep an eye on it and see how, how Lagunitas does with this new, this new model. I think it's kind of the, I, I would liken it to the Walmartification of craft brews. That's a good example. I don't shop at Walmart either. Yeah. I will drive a hundred miles out of my way to avoid Walmart. Wow. Hmm. All right. Um, well, uh, unfortunately, Gary has to be out at a uh, at a certain time this evening, and so we're going to move on ahead to our picks segment for the week. Our half pints. Oh. Right? You have you have a hard out this evening, about, right? Sir. Well, it's it's hard. Well, it's, it's a half mast out. <laughs> half mast. Okay. Well, we—I mean—we can go to other topics if you want. You, how about you? How about we do this? We'll we'll discuss it, and then you tell us in the chat when you want us to move on, as you usually do. Okay. 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 Sounds good. So your big topic, I think, Jeremy, you put this up. Yes. Yes. Um, so I, I, I break for Mac. Yeah, I picked a topic. Um, if you're a Mac user and you've done any kind of video stuff, you've probably used the program Handbrake, and it. It makes transcoding videos super easy because it wraps all the hard command line stuff in a nice interface and you just click, 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 and you're done. Um, so that that program was compromised with a Trojan. And it's, it was a particularly nasty attack because number one, it the way that they compromised this program gave it a legitimate signature, Apple um, developer signature and the 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 trojan itself was really nasty it it runs in the background it steals your passwords it's a key logger it records your activity it's really it's it's a bad one um so and i had downloaded handbrake relatively recently but fortunately avoided this particular problem so if you use handbrake um go to the link that's in the notes and Make sure you're not giving all your passwords away. So it looks like this was in, in like a five-day window between the 2nd and the 6th of May. Right. right. Okay. Yeah, I, I have Handbrake on my Mac, my work computer, and um, but I downloaded it so long ago that it wouldn't matter. I think Handbrake was a pick of mine a while back. Um, so yeah, it's a great program. we had, yeah, talked about it, yeah. It's a great, great. So it's interesting to me is because there's not a lot of uh, virus, you know, malware that shows up on Macs in general. 
and this was specific to the Mac version, right? Yes. Well, that I mean, there there are reasons for that. I mean, Keith will be better able to tell you it than I would. But from what I understand, I mean, there are far fewer Mac users than there are PC um, or Windows or or you know the the standard type of operating system. There's there's far fewer Macs, but that's changing. Um, uh, yeah, it's that's fast. Plus, I mean, as <laughs> As we become more eclectic and more diverse and more educated in the ways of the internet, so do hackers. And uh, new groups of hackers are being born every day. And uh, so they eventually turned their eyes upon the Mac system. And now, uh, from I read an article, I think, a month or two ago that said that Mac viruses were the fastest growing group of viruses out there. Well, well be, because Windows is, you know, patching things on a very regular basis. Yeah. They just had a, a Windows Defender had a, a patch that Microsoft released the patch for it out of their normal patch cycle. Yes. It was such a bad thing. So uh, I, I would it, it makes sense that Mac viruses or malware would be on the rise because the the Windows holes have been patched so much over the years that there aren't that many holes left, I would imagine. And they're doing a pretty good so, job of keeping Windows more secure. For a long time, Microsoft made it yeah. so easy yeah. to to um, infect a Windows machine that it was, you know, why why try anything else? You didn't even have to think about it. Well, and with so many third-party yeah. providers of software and, and coding and programs, I mean... For the longest time, Apple was completely proprietary and still is to a large extent about their stuff. So, um, that, but that they're still helped. vulnerable to to, to browser oh, yeah. hacks and, and things like that. And it's so, because, like I said, it's the fastest growing yeah. set of viruses now uh, in the world is, is Mac viruses. If you look at numbers, though, it's like you know I would imagine the graph on viruses is not a you know up to the right chart in terms of how many are out there. It's like kind no, of no, no, it's still. Thing. Yeah, Windows is it's still it's still far outweighs the the Mac stuff. But then again, there's like what they say, 10, 10 PC users for every one Mac user. So it's just I mean it's not even close. Yeah, and that's only and that's only because of enterprise. And that's the other thing about Windows is it's so prevalent in enterprise markets. Mm-hmm. And those IT shops tend to be very good. Keith can talk about that in terms of patching their systems. That it's a harder market to get into. Right. Um, but from a home individual user, I think Macs are a larger percentage of the share than like one in 10. I'd say it's probably closer to 50%. I mean, I walk into coffee shops or places like that, and it's often more Macs than Windows laptops I see around. Maybe that's just the nature of the people going into those places. But it could be um, the nature of California, too. Yeah, that might be. It could be. Apple is seven point four. Um, seven, Apple is seven point four percent of the worldwide PC market. And really, worldwide. at the at the at the end of the day, it's computers are all insecure, and they will always be insecure. There's no such thing as a secure computer. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. it's just something you but, have to be aware of. But this this was particularly this was a particularly bad one because of the way it appeared to be cryptographically signed, and the Trojan was really really effective at sucking passwords out it was it was a particularly nasty combination I, i'm definitely going to be posting this in slack at work just to let people know in case they yeah. haven't had it because um cool. the office i work in is predominantly mac uh, so there's a lot of people that have been infected by this yeah so. uh okay cool uh well let me just then take a quick tag before we go to our picks 
um, to give a quick spoiler-free review of Guardians of the Galaxy 2, which I saw over the weekend. I and saw me, it as well. Yes. And let me... Oh, you did? Okay, cool. Let me just tell you that um, I enjoyed the hell out of it. It was, uh, it was an awesome movie. It's probably in... I mean, this sounds funny to say, but there have been so many Marvel superhero movies now. It's, it would be in my top five of our, all of those, which is saying something because I really, the Captain America movies are, are probably among my favorites. And Are you counting X-Men? I'm not counting X-Men. Okay. Just going with the, with the, Marvel, the Marvel Studios. Although that's changing now, the X-Men's kind of moving over. So, um, But I, Guardians of the Galaxy, where the first one was kind of about putting the band together and watching them tear each other apart, um, the second one was really about family and your your immediate family as well as your external family and the family you choose as opposed to the family that you're yeah. born what, with. What and, does family uh, actually mean? What, what does right. the meaning of the word family right. And I will tell you, I, I mean, I would never be able to convince my wife of the this because to her they're just superhero movie crap. But for blockbuster films, they have a surprising amount of depth and um, lessons that that they are teaching in those movies. Um, one of my favorites is uh, probably my, actually my favorite of the Marvel movies would be um, Captain, the winter soldier in Captain America. Mm. And that is a, a fantastic one. When you really want to talk about the, the crap that, that our government's doing to us as citizens and as users and, and, and all that kind of stuff on a daily basis and, and just kind of how they gin up um, public fervor into believing in a cause that that you know i mean yeah. winter soldier is all about the patriot act in my mind is what it is really i'll concur with with you with rob on this i'll agree the, the gary and robert green thing i guess is going to continue for a while yeah. uh, it's always on films it is yeah. uh guardians of the galaxy 2 was a fun entertaining and in a lot of ways thought-provoking movie that uh, for a uh, sequel movie, uh, one of the best sequel movies that's ever been made, I think. Yeah. Sequels are generally really, really, really crappy. Mm. Empire Strikes Back is kind of the exception. Godfather um, 2. Yeah, okay. But uh, you know, Jaws, Jaws 2. And Jaws, no. Meatballs <laughs> um, 2. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, there was a lot of people kind of poo-pooing this movie before it even really hit the streets. But it, it, if, you, if you're if you a Marvel fan, if you like the comic book movies, if you like Guardians first time around, you're going to really like Guardians second time around. I think that they, um, they took something that was an unexpected success and built on it instead of trying to recreate that kind of success. They said, oh, we have something good. Let's just keep doing something good instead of trying to reinvent and do something totally different and you know, surprise people again. They just they, they just made a good movie. Right. So. Yeah. Two two I mean the, the, the story of course centers on on Chris Pratt's character and Peter Quill. But I will tell you that the two characters <clears throat> that they developed most and I was really glad with what they did was first of all Rocket. Rocket Raccoon has a yeah. really cool developing story. Um, especially when he starts dealing with Yondu who's the Mohawk guy with the arrow. Um Give a lot more depth to the to the character than just the 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 
gun shooting raccoon screamer that he was in the first film. And um, <clears throat> the number of different ways that they referred to him as either a raccoon or a trash panda or that's enough to make you laugh alone. The second character that gets a lot of development in this movie, I think, is Drax. And oh, yeah. Drax, Drax is awesome. I mean, for, for all the for everyone talking about how funny and cute Baby Groot is, Drax is hysterical in this film. And oh, for them yeah. to for them to to give as much, um, not only comedic but dramatic material to Dave Bautista, who is a freaking UFC fighter. Yeah, he's a pretty damn good actor. It was I. I yeah, the the baby Groot thing is really plays well on commercials. Yeah, it's funny, and it's, cute, yeah. it's funny, it's cute. And what was really cool about this movie is they didn't try to like overdo that. They just said, "Yeah, we got this cute little baby Groot thing. Let's 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 kind of just leave it at that." And they didn't really do much with Groot in the movie, which was which was good. And the, the and the, what they did with them was funny and sad Everyone's, a little bit. Yeah, he's all tiny. And everyone's trying yeah. to protect him. And then the, well, the great thing about it is it's, it's almost like a conversation that they had off screen that didn't need to be had in the film that we're all just going to take care of Groot no matter what. We'll yeah. watch out for him. And that's yeah. what they do. And they don't waste time talking about that because, you know, he's small, he's helpless, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But what they but, do yeah, with Drax, which is awesome. Especially with um, him and Mantis. Mantis that yeah. interaction was just was perfect i mean it, it was so funny and so poignant at times it was it was just so great that uh, there were so many undertones in that uh, you know i don't want to give you spoilers but the undertones of the mantis drax thing with mm -hmm. um uh, yeah just that was it was really good they, they did a really good job of being funny yet going well Huh, yeah, you know, there's things that you can look at in real life and, and see where they were paralleling things in society with Drax and Mantis. So, and the villain thing, right. uh, the, the villain part of the movie, yeah, the villain didn't even kind of matter, yeah. But I thought, I, I mean, I, even though it didn't matter, they weaved it into the already existing story so well that there are some freaking yeah. awesome spoiler twisters twists in this movie that will get you like holy ass. Crap, and it, and it was it was great. I thought it was awesome. Yeah, yeah. Two big thumbs right. up for G O G T G O T G two. Well, that was that was going to be my pick. So there's Gary's pick. I can, I can skip me now. <laughs> Sweet. Well, you should put it. You should have put it in the thing that I wouldn't have talked about it. I'm trying to play Keith. I'm. I got the oh, piano. Gotcha. All right. So Jeremy, what is your pick for the week? It looks like FF Tan. My pick is FF Tan, which is the sequel to BB Tan, which I think was a game uh, Gary no that yeah, Keith picked Keith a few picked, weeks yeah. back. Um, oh, kind of a back. kind of a remake of uh, Blockbuster uh, Breakout. Breakout. Um, and FF Tan is another version of Breakout, um, a little more chaotic, um, but still a lot of fun and the same kind of style. It's the the girl, the 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 robot is a girl instead of a boy. So I guess that's the. F it's the email. sequel of the sequel of the sequel, right? Yeah, so it's like Star Wars, I guess. <laughs> okay. But yeah, it's a lot of fun, it's a, and it's free, so nothing to lose. And they apparently also Check have GG Tan. Oh, man, now you're way, way above my pay grade. I don't know. It looks like a gangster version. <laughs> Just looking at the, the XXX Tan. 
What does XXX tan look like? Mm, I don't have that yet. The uh, the blocks are in the shape of boobs. <laughs> Not bo- it's it's boobs and penises. Yeah, baby. I don't want to break Sweet. those though. Uh, my pick for the week. I've had this on there for <laughs> about a month now, uh, so it's probably old hat to most people. I am enjoying the heck out of Golf Clash. It's probably the the most the app I've played the most in the last six months. I'm literally playing it constantly. And Golf Clash, I believe, is making is made by the same uh, same folks who did the Battle Clash, um, the Clash of Clans. Excuse me, Clash of Clans. Oh, okay. It's a like huge thing, but but totally different. Golf Clash is just a, on a multiplayer. You up against one other person, one hole of golf. And uh, hmm. you know it's it's completely free. Of course, there's you know there's there's buyware in it where you can upgrade your clubs and your balls. You get those along the way anyway, but slowly with bonuses and and things like that. But it's just you play it's you play another person one shot for one shot, uh, one hole, um, and then if you tie at the end of the hole, you play a closest to the pin, one shot wins, and you're done in five minutes. Quick game. And the graphics are, it's really well done. It's very easy. It's a, like, you know, basically a drag down and release your thumb and you're shooting golf. So um, go check that out. iOS, Android. It's also on Facebook. Um, golf Clash is really, really good. Who is this Facebook? <laughs> what is the social media of which you speak? <laughs> All right. So do we have any show tease for future episodes? I am likely going to be out next week because I'm going to. To go visit my mother. I am also out. I will be in uh, London. Yeah, so or... I think we'll probably be off next week unless you get a lot of in London. Yeah, I bet you can. You can get it everywhere now. True, but 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 Jeremy won't drink it. No you way. When there's drink it. all kinds of other Londony beers to drink. Mm, oh, I'd love some New- Newcastle right about now. Um. Anyway, so uh, we'll check in and uh, we'll let you know uh, on our websites. You can find out and see if we're we're going to be on the, that website. Would be pnrshow.com, and uh, we're going live on Alpha Geek Radio. You can find that tunein.alphageekradio.com, channel three, um, the twitters, uh, all that stuff is on our website. You can email us at pnrshow@gmail.com, and we also have a Slack chat room. Ask us for an invite we'd be happy to get you in uh, our number one fan is in there we talk with him every day and he has so, feedback yeah he has feedback that he still feeds back on the show uh outside of the slack chat boy he is a truly devoted devoted fan he is and he is a, he is a rock guy it's a geologist even our best fan we could say yeah, yeah. so uh all right he's our number our number one fan. oh before number we sign fan. off i almost forgot we've got to rate our beers gentlemen oh yeah let's do that part Real quick, uh, Gary, what do you give Hen House? Uh, we're a ten-point scale, right? Yep. Yes, we are. I, uh, I, you know, the untapped thing confuses me. Uh, I'm going to give this an eight. Hmm. It's a nice, this is really good solid, score. good IPA. Yeah. All right. How about uh, Jeremy? Your beer camp. Same. It's an eight of ten. Really, really satisfying beer. Nice job on the IPA. And that, once again, would be the Sierra Nevada Beer Camp 2017 Golden IPA. Yeah, I had it. the Hopadillo IPA by Carbach, and I will give this a 9. Mm. really enjoy it. Wow. Like I said, for an IPA, I would actually pick this up and choose to drink it. 
It's just a really nice, easy going down blends. The hops actually blend well with the beer, so it's great. So I give it a nine. Well, Gentlemen, interesting, close. Rob. Yeah, sorry. You, you gave it uh, uh, almost two years ago on June 16th. You gave the Hopdillo a nine. Yeah. Wow. I'm consistent, aren't I? Still like you, it. You are. I still you are like consistent. it. Thank you. All right. So closing thoughts. Any closing thoughts? Drink more beer, but you can avoid the Lagunitas if you want. <laughs> I say give in to the, the big dark machine. <laughs> drink what you want to drink. Life's too short. I am Groot. I am Groot. We are Groot. All right. Rather have longer than life. Okay, see you later. Have a good day. <laughs> oh, I got to stop this one, right? Yeah, stop the show. <laughs>